Dusty, what's the one book you can always find in our car when we're on a trip? Honestly, Mike, it is usually a Moon travel guide. That's right. Moon is our favorite travel guidebook publisher because not only are they a source for ethical travel and the best ways to get away, but their books also are packed full of information on everything from sites to see, trails to hike, restaurants, and lodging, all from real authors who are local to the areas they're writing about. That's right. And we're so excited that this year we are again partnering with Moon Travel Guides. Ready to cross something off your travel bucket list in 2024? Have a lot of great ideas for trips, but don't know how to get started or keep your itinerary organized? Wherever your wanderings might take you or inspire you to go, Moon Travel has you covered. Moon Travel is the travel guidebook publisher for ethical travel. Don't spend months trying to craft the perfect getaway when you can do it all with Moon. Whether you're headed abroad, planning to take to the open road, or want to wander the trails of a national park, make sure to pack a Moon Travel Guide with you. Through the end of 2024, our listeners can get 20% off any Moon Travel Guide when they use the code GAZE20 at checkout. That's amazing. And that is code GAZE24, G-A-Z-E-2-4 for 20% off any Moon travel guide in Moon's entire library. And that is just for our listeners, and you cannot find that anywhere else. Be sure to visit Moon.com. Head to our show notes and check it out and see Moon's entire collection of travel guidebooks. Sophia. Fear. Mm-hmm. What it fear is the thing that drives us. It fear, is. Fear is the thing that flattens us. Ain't it, though? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Don't they say, like, everything in life is motivated by either love or fear? Mm-hmm. Or hunger. <laughs> <laughs> or thirst. Or a third thing. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Right. Or thirst. Yeah. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. you're a thirsty girl. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for that. Yeah. So let's talk about conquering fear. Yeah. It's a fascinating thing to have to kind of, like, put your way in harm's way to like do something or if not in harm's way in the perception of harm's way that your brain might trick you into feeling, you know, for you, I witness you conquer your fear. Anytime we are in a situation that involves heights. And I'm always so proud of you because you you. manage to shove everything down (laughs) (laughs) and just do it anyway. You know, like I feel like, I don't know if I, I don't, I mean, yes, I you guess shove a I lot do of it down. shove a lot of it down. There's a lot on the surface still. Things that I'm things I'm working on. Yeah. Working on not shoving things down, yeah. right? Right. Whether the... you're eating or drinking or <laughs> dealing with fear. Right. Exactly. <laughs> or love. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. Uh, yeah. Well, sometimes I'm like, I want to experience this, but let's be real. There are sometimes I am in denial of how afraid of it I am, mm-hmm. right? Like I will be like, this is scary, but I, I it doesn't scare me that much. Wrong. It's entirely terrifying. And yeah. I'm not actually honoring how much, uh, how afraid I am. Right. The first time this happened is, well, then it becomes like kind of complicated because sure. I do it and I'm afraid of it. And I haven't called out the fact that I'm afraid of it. So and then it you kind just of, yell at me when I try to help you. <laughs> It kind of makes it worse. Mm -hmm. So I think that's something that I'm learning to do a little Mm -hmm. bit better now Mm -hmm. is like when I'm actually afraid of something to be like, yeah, I have a lot of fear about doing that. Like just saying it sort of makes it dissipate and makes me go, okay, great. I do have a lot of fear about doing that. I'm not going to be in denial about how afraid I am to climb Moro Rock right now. Yes. Moro Rock was the terrifying experience mostly because I was like, those people I'm just afra- standing I, on the I rocks. don't want to admit that I'm afraid. And I'm also genuinely curious about doing it, but doing the actual hike because I didn't call out the fact that I was sure. having the fear sort of just continued to feed the fear versus allow it to feed the curiosity. Right. And see, you know that I mean? moment for me was an inflection point of height fear, and I never have height fear. Oh, so this was a new... This was a new a, thing New for height me. fear for so you. So I just latched on to your fear. <laughs> and we rode fear, the fear train together. Fear all over the place. That's right. It was a weird experience. It was so exposed. There was a lot of angst about that experience. Plus, the people were just like taking photos on the rock. I'm like, and I'm not usually one to be like nervous about that. I'm like, you're going to fall and die. Like the whole time, those people that were being too cavalier with their bodies on this like gigantic jutting out rock across, you know, a forest floor that was like hundreds, if not thousands of feet up. Yeah. Yeah. So that was my moment. That was, yeah, that was really But roller scary. coasters are fearful for me, but you're just like, I'll do oh, that. Oh, I love, love those. Yeah, well, see? I'm strapped in. Yeah. That's why. I mean, not that that means like the peak of safety, but for some <laughs> reason I'm really okay sure. with that. I'm like, yeah, let's yeah. go. Yeah. 
I don't know. I think the rush of that is is the thing I love. Mm. And it's over instantaneously, too. Instantly, right. As opposed to climbing something that is going to take a while. For adventure, I want to follow on the trail Or get a little lost and let the wind fill my sails Get up when the stars still fill the sky Don't wake the sun, there's so much to be done And the day has just begun Go where the postcards are real You can feel, you can open your eyes And open your heart when you gaze at the National Park. At the National Park. At the National Park. Follow you, I'll follow you there. New River Gorge was our 62nd national park. So you guys were with us mm-hmm. the last time we added a number to the list. So we're we're yeah. still waiting for American Samoa. We've been in touch with the superintendent and the senior ranger there. So we've got some connections on the ground. Have you guys ever done any research on it? We did a little because when we were in Hawaii, we kind of were like, oh, could we like go to American Samoa? Because we're all the way over here. And it was like, the prices it, were ridiculous. It was, it was crazy. It was yeah. so expensive yeah. to go and we weren't able to do that but COVID just added this whole other layer of like are we just going to get trapped there like lost or what's the situation so anyway the 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 down low on all of this according to the superintendent is that you just go to a website sign up tell them what date you're coming then you go to a desk in front of hawaii airlines in honolulu for your connection you go up to a desk you tell them your name they check to see if you registered on that website they give you a bracelet and you wear the bracelet to American Samoa and they let you on the island. That's not something I, you can find on Google. How you do it. So there's your exclusive how to get to American Samoa. Wow. Look at that. Okay. Ex- get, that, get that bracelet. We got the exclusive <laughs> right here. We heard it here wow. first. You heard it here first. That's what we're trying to do right now. It's just planned for April 2023. We would like to acknowledge that while hiking and visiting the land also known as New River Gorge National Park, that we were on the traditional and stolen land of the Monotan, Yuki, Shawanwaki, Shawnee, and Tutelo peoples. So this is a little bit of a different episode in that we aren't really hiking a trail here, but this is similar to our episode in Thurmond, more of an experience. But this experience is definitely a little bit more death-defying than a walk through a ghost town although people might say otherwise <laughs> sure i guess yeah. people who are like really vibing with energy yeah. maybe mm-hmm. might yeah. say otherwise mm-hmm. but if you've been listening to our episodes here in new river gorge then you'll know we were able to visit new river gorge twice in 2021 in the spring with our friends dear sisters brian and tino and our little sister shay who is the beagle and in the fall of 2021, with our dear friends, Brad Ryan, Grandma Joy, Jess, and Brad's dog, Evan Williams. Mm-hmm. I It's so funny there were dogs with us both times. It is. It is just mm-hmm. something I'm connecting now. Well, I mean, just like our, this is why we did a Dogs in the Park episode this exactly. season. Because it was something that we experienced for the first time, both in this park. In our first adventure at the Canyon Rim Visitor Center with Brian and Tino on that rainy April day, while heading towards that Canyon Rim boardwalk, we did notice that there was a pathway that led away from the boardwalk trail and down towards the bridge. We very tentatively approached this path because it was really steep and it was also pretty muddy and rainy that day. And making our way down to the bottom of the path brought us to this graded metal walkway that left the land and headed towards the bridge. Um, It was clear that after walking out a little bit on this graded walk that there was no real way to access the bridge unless we scheduled the walk in advance. And I think we both bookmarked this under like major fears (laughs) and (laughs) said, oh, okay, maybe not. And then we just kept walking as fast as we could away from danger. That is, of course, until danger found us. So later in that spring of 2021, we actually had the opportunity to interview Brad and Grandma Joy. We were able to talk to them all about their travels and what they were trying to accomplish and how we all first got connected together. If you haven't yet, take a listen to Trail Mix, Grandma Joy's road trip from season three. And you'll hear the entire story of Brad Ryan and Grandma Joy and how they 
they are on their quest to visit all of America's national parks. Mm-hmm. And they have one left. Mm-hmm. And they're about America to get there. And Samoa. <laughs> they're about to get there. Mm-hmm. At the same time of the interview, Brad and Joy weren't even in the same space. And we all were in three separate Zoom windows. Mm-hmm. Brad had tossed out the fact that they'd need to get to New River Gorge, that he had been when it was still a national river, but the two of them had yet to get to the park now that it had been designated as a park instead of a national river. We were able to actually answer quite a bit of Brad's questions on this interview after we had finished recording and kind of like gave him some info about the lay of the land, let him know what the experience was like when we had visited the previous spring. After we'd come back from our long 10 park road trip in December of 2021, we were able to reconnect with Brad and he let us know that mid-October looked like it was going to be a go time for him and Joy to visit New River Gorge. He sort of loosely outlined the plan at the time and when we had talked on that interview in the spring, spring, he was really trying to scheme with us for an opportunity for us all to get together. And it seemed to Dusty and me that this was going to be that opportunity. Okay, so during the interview with Brad and Grandma Joy, um, she mentioned how she wanted to do the bridge walk. Mm -hmm. And I was basically the one that was going to go with her. She signed me up. Yes, she was like, well, you can do it. And then Brad and I both were like, you know what, we'll watch from the sidelines. Y'all have a great time. We'll just go over and say our novenas. Exactly. For your safety. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It was clear that the joke was on us, though, because the bridge walk itself was one of the major centerpieces of their time in the park, along with some small hikes, rafting, and zip lining. So it seemed to us that we were squared away for some extreme travel when we traveled to New River Gorge that fall. When we originally visited New River with Brian and Tino, we spent a good three days in the area before moving to Shenandoah. And somehow, in our very adult brains, we thought that a three-day trip would be a cakewalk. I think we also had amnesia of how long the drive would be and what sort of shape we would be in post-drive because it was way longer than we remembered. Right. We left my house at like 6 a.m. and I think we proceeded to drive, was it like 10 or 11 hours down to New River Gorge? It was it something is like on that. paper like nine and a half, right. but it is With closer stops. to 10 and a half. Yeah. I think this point also was an inflection point for the both of us because we realized how much driving we had done all summer long. And I think we were like, well, we're never going to drive again. <laughs> we don't want to do these like long drives. You know, that being said, obviously the two of us make the most of our drive time together. I think we listened to some podcasts. We definitely did crosswords. We played some games and we just had a lovely little sister drive down to we New did. River it Gorge. It was very good. Mm-hmm. It was very beautiful. Mm-hmm. I remember getting close and just feeling the relief that we had gotten closer and that we were like finally, finally getting there. When we got to the visitor center, we parked and waited till Grandma Joy and Brad arrived. And then we surprised Grandma Joy because Brad had not told her that we were there. And then we had an opportunity to walk over to uh, do a trek over on the boardwalk and look at the bridge for ourselves, knowing that we would then be doing the bridge walk later. And with that, let's take our first break. Okay, we're playing rhyme time. Mm-hmm. So rhyme time is sometimes one letter change ends up being a rhyme time, but this is different. There's no letter changing. It's just two words that rhyme. A clue is given, and then you have to guess both words. A very boastful ship. A, a gloat boat. That's correct. <laughs> okay, great. Someone who moves their body to music, but they're coming toward you. A dancer advancer. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. A very tart and tangy bloom. Sour flower. A sour flower, yep. If you asked me to um, move the pint of beer from one side of the table to the other. A glass pass? What's a glass pass? Yeah. Okay. This village people song about serving in the armed forces, um, but it's at Thanksgiving and you are... um, Using a topping on your turkey. Using a topping on yeah. your turkey? Yeah, while singing oh, it. In the Navy gravy. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> a pumpkin with a face bored into it mm-hmm. that's really hungry. Oh my God. I don't know. Is it Jack Lantern part of it? No. No. A face bored into it. What's the what's the word for that? A carve? Well, add the ing. Carving, craving? No. No, but that was the strange two-letter <laughs> flip. That was great. That'd we were looking one. for um, starving carving. I was starving carving. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about the history of New River Gorge and 
It's Bridges. And Bridge Day. Yeah. Which is a very famous day known in New River Gorge National right. Park. Can't really talk about the bridge walk without doing this. So the New River Gorge Bridge is actually an incredibly impressive engineering feat that drastically changed the Fayetteville area and impacted the state itself in many ways. So prior to the construction of the New River Bridge in 1977, the crossing of the New River in Fayetteville was done at the Fayetteville Station Bridge, which was renamed the Tunney Hunsacker Bridge, a famous boxer and sheriff of Fayetteville. However, if you visit New River Gorge, you will find that the bridge that exists today is not the same bridge that was originally in place from 1889, but rather a fairly close exact replica of the Fayetteville Station Bridge. Now, much of the issue with the crossing of the New River here prior to the construction of the New River Bridge was that the Fayetteville Station Bridge, as it was known for a long time, was a two-lane bridge and crossing from one side to the other involved about 40 minutes down windy roads to get down to it. If you drive Fayetteville Station Road, one of the scenic routes within the park, you are essentially retracing that route. The crazy thing is, is that that tiny two-lane bridge handled all of the traffic that crossed the gorge for close to 90 years. Now, stopping for the scenery aside, this is a windy road and not very direct. The construction of the new bridge that would span the entirety of the gorge rather than just the crossing of the river would improve the lifeblood of the area and make the crossing much, much easier. The new river gorge bridge itself took just over three years to complete. The bridge itself is impressive for a multitude of reasons, including the fact that it is the longest steel span in the Western Hemisphere. Just think about that again for a second. The longest steel span in the Western Hemisphere. It definitely felt like that for us as we walked it. Uh, yes. Yeah. Yes. Especially when we would stop. <laughs> yes. In 1974, construction began on this engineering marvel, starting with the construction of 330-foot-tall towers on either side of the gorge to support cableways to carry loads of 50 tons each. These cableways would be used to move the massive pieces of steel into place across the span. The first cable was carried across the span by helicopter, followed by the additional cables needed to support the cable trolleys for the construction. By the numbers, the span of the bridge contains 21,000 tons of structural steel, 1,700 tons of reinforcing steel, 17,000 cubic yards of concrete for the substructure, and 6,000 cubic yards of superstructure concrete. This brings the weight of the bridge in total to 88 million pounds. When the span was complete, the towers, 13 of them in total, were constructed to support the bridge. These towers range in height from 26 feet at its edges to 305 feet in the middle of the span. When the bridge opened to traffic on October 22, 1977, traffic on the Fayetteville Station Bridge closed, except for pedestrian foot traffic. The opening of the bridge changed the lives of the people of the Fayetteville area and the state of West Virginia, as this bridge became an iconic part of the state's history and pride. In 1980, the first bridge day was celebrated, with two parachuters jumping from a plane to the bridge, followed by three additional parachuters joining in, and then all five of them base jumping from the bridge to the gorge. I'm out. <laughs> Bye, everybody. It was nice to see you. I don't even know if I could watch that. No. For the record, I have watched some of it on YouTube, and it's like no. I like toss the phone <laughs> to the floor whenever I just see them hop off. I'm yep. like, nope, mm -hmm. I'm out. Since this initial celebration, Bridge Day has become West Virginia's largest one-day festival and the largest extreme sports event in the world with scores of people base jumping off the bridge. This was something that we had heavily discussed when planning our trip, but due to COVID protocols still in place in the state in 2021, Bridge Day was canceled that year. The festival itself seems wild, bridge jumping aside as the entire span of the bridge is closed and includes vendors and food and a large amount of other activities. But what about the Fayetteville Station Bridge? Well, as we said earlier, once the New River Bridge opened, this bridge was closed except for foot traffic. But come the 1990s, it was clear that repairs were desperately needed and that the bridge, which was the connecting point for 90 years, was becoming derelict. Rather than take the bridge out and rebuild it completely, it was decided that the bridge would be rehabilitated and that as much of the original bridge as possible would be salvaged. The bridge today is the combination of old and new. And while it is the elder of the two bridges in history, it is less visited and less crossed now than its younger counterpart. And with that, let's take our second break. 
They do and channel them. Please welcome to the stage. Kate Fear. Kate Fear. Mm-hmm. God, I love this name. <laughs> Kate Fear. Kate Fear. And I a like that Cape Fear. Kate is spelled with a C, like Kate mm-hmm. Blanchett. Mm-hmm. I want Kate Fear to also have some Kate Blanchett references. Mm. Not necessarily like 100% all the time, but a couple. This is your dream. This is my dream. Mm-hmm. This is my dream. <laughs> what kind of queen is Kate Fear? She's a neuroses queen. <laughs> a neuroses queen. Oh, I like this. Maybe like each one of her numbers is inspired by like it's it also teaches like a different word. Like mm, like a phobia. Yes. Like that's yes. what I'm thinking. Uh, yeah. Because there's so many words for phobias. Yeah. Which I think is like you would have thought that somebody in English, right? In the English language, rules would be like, oh, there could be so many fears. So let's just come up with one word. And then you just put the thing that you're afraid of in front of it, like plant a phobia, right? I'm afraid of plants, whatever Mm -hmm. it is. But no. Use that Latin, baby girl. It's all rooted in Latin, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. I know. Lord. Anyway. What a fun way to teach these words. I love that. So I do feel she's like... She's a learning queen. She's a learning queen. Mm-hmm. She could the have... The library a, is open. A whole, like, number on agoraphobia mm-hmm. where she's just, like... She doesn't want to come out of these, like, confined mm-hmm. spaces. Well, I feel like she'd sing Come to My Window for that. Oh, <laughs> that's very good. And maybe the whole number is about her, like ordering something off of like mm-hmm. Grubhub and yeah. like having the anxiety mm-hmm. about having to interact with the person trying to do right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, no, I feel like she's taking songs that are in existence. I mean, she could have original numbers too, but I feel oh, like it'd yeah. be funnier to take songs that are already existing, add the pageantry and teach the word. Yes, totally. Yeah. All of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I feel like she has a, um, now let's start with the song. So mm. let's start with um, uh, a total eclipse of the heart. If mm. she's doing a number to that song, what what's happening on stage and what fear is she teaching? Uh, whatever, like fear of the moon is, because it's uh. <laughs> 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 right. <laughs> it's got to be like lunophobia. Welcome to the stage, lunophobia. Selenophobia. Selenophobia. Which is could be a or yeah. selenophobia. Selenophobia. It is yeah. the um irrational fear of the moon. Yeah. So I feel like there's like um wherever the light touches when the moon rises, like the dancers that are on stage like quickly shift into werewolves. And then oh. like when a cloud comes, then their costume changes back to normal people. That's, Interesting. And they're like slowly they're dancer advancer. Oh her. god, <laughs> Kate slowly. Fear. I'm here for it. Yes. Yeah. And then like right. And I feel that like there's a nice a... callback but didn't even acknowledge it. <laughs> <laughs> the dancer advancer. I heard Jeff. <laughs> Yeah, I see fabrics torn, yeah. billowing fabrics, mm-hmm. right? What about, um, it's all coming back to me now. Mm. What fear is she, what is, fear is being taught with oh, this song? It's all coming back to me now. Um, I think it's is like... Is it fear of the past? It could be fear of the past. What it is could that? be like um, fear of memory loss. There has to be something there. Nostophobia is repug- repugnance or dislike of the past. Oh. The antithesis yeah. of nostalgia. Ah, nostophobia. Nostophobia. <laughs> Welcome to the right? stage. Oh yeah, you could or do. Is, or what was it? Fear of getting older. No fear. Fear of memory loss. Okay, so uh, apparently, um, authosagoraphobia is um, not officially recognized. Okay. However, studies have shown apparently that people with anxiety. Uh, that people have anxiety and fear related to memory loss. Mm. And so that is that term. Got it. It's like the anxiety and fear of memory That's loss. That's fair. Is athazagoraphobia. Athazagoraphobia. Right. Oh, I like this. Mm-hmm. Kate Fear. Teaching queen. She's a teaching queen who teaches with pageantry and fabulous songs. <laughs> I love yep. it. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like her merch could be related to whatever she's teaching that evening. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Yeah. So, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the stage, Kate Fear. That day was our second day together in New River. And I think in the morning we had gotten breakfast. We were going to whitewater raft, <laughs> but very quick, very quickly realized that it was class four rapids. No, and no, no. It was class five rapids, right? I thought it's, four, it go I think up to four five? is the highest. Class five is like Meryl Streep in the River Wild, where <laughs> you can only do it if you're being held hostage. I see. That's it. 
excellent <laughs> reference. There we go. Um, yeah. Okay. So class four. And it was like, oh yeah, you're going to just basically be soaking wet by the end of it. And it's like, it was a long journey, right? It was going to be like three or four hours, I feel like. And then we were going to go do the bridge walks. When you were like, it was class four, you were like, I'm so sorry. I think there has been some miscommunication. <laughs> Let's go back to that moment. Joy, what were you feeling when you heard that it was like, these are class four rapids? I don't know. I guess I don't know how they classify rapids. I said, probably would go ahead and give it a try. Yeah, exactly. Right. And meanwhile, the four of us, you know, Jess included, were like, absolutely not. No. Her answer to everything is let's give it a whirl. And that yeah. sometimes dangerous. We did class three right. and that yeah. was terrifying for me. Oh, yeah, the was hang on. <laughs> anyway. But I mean, after after surviving that, I was like, never again are we pushing yeah. those boundaries. So I thought we were doing a lazy river kind of experience. That's what I wanted. Right. But apparently the fall is not the time for that experience, because that is when the rapids are at their kind of height, it seems like. We ended up then, because we kind of nixed the rafting trip, to just have a pretty leisurely breakfast. And it allowed us to get a little bit more face time than we would have probably had on the raft, which was really, really nice. We had some time before the bridge walk here, so we took a long drive out to Sandstone Falls to be able to walk the boardwalk and then afterwards we made our way to Grandview retracing the steps of our second day with Brian and Tino. It was at Grandview that we got to meet up with some of Brad's other friends who were also meeting up for the bridge walk. One of my classmates from vet school, Dr. Christine was there and my friend Marit from the Appalachian Trail that I hiked back in 2009 and her um, her partner. Oh yeah, and then my friend Stephanie from vet school as well. So we had, yes. we, had, we, had a, we had a whole crew. We had a whole, it was a wonderful crew. And it was so amazing that you were able to kind of get everybody together for this kind of momentous occasion to do this bridge walk. Was it tricky to kind of make that happen? Yeah, I, I planted that seed a long time ago, just hoping that that, because this was going to be the last park of the, or the next to last park, the last park in the lower 48. And so it was a big moment and we've spent so much time on the road alone together that, you know, we wanted to make it more of a family affair and bring together all these different elements of the journey. And of course, we had a a virtual uh, friendship with you guys. In Grandview, after we walked out to the main overlook um, with the entire company that was with us at the time, we headed back towards the Canyon Rim Visitor Center. Um, And the bridge walk experience was essentially right off the same exit for this visitor center. When we got there, the rest of the crew ended up meeting us. In total, there were 11 of us going on the bridge walk with our guides. So it was nine of us and then two guides. I feel like it is important here to note, while the plan originally was that Grandma Joy and me you yeah. were going to do the bridge walk mm-hmm. together and that brad and i were going to just like applaud y'all from mm-hmm. the sidelines during the planning it became clear that Everyone everybody was doing, was doing the bridge mm-hmm. walk and mm-hmm. brad reached out and he's like so dusty i think i'm gonna do it <laughs> i think i'm gonna just like deal with the fear and do it do you want to be in or not and i and i felt a very similar like all right, let's do it. Yeah. You know? So yeah. I, yeah. So I said yes. Yeah. It's something that I I had it in my brain that I wouldn't be able to to do that. But then there's the whole element of like, am I really going to go and let my 91-year-old grandma do this on her own? What kind of legacy is that for me? We need to have these memories together. <laughs> At least if, if, if I feel like I, I went skydiving once upon a time. This was peer pressure gone terribly wrong. And there was something about, you know, I have a parachute and the same thing with this. I, I'm, I've, I've got my cable and my carabiner. If the wind would blow me off, theoretically, I would be fine, right? That's a different experience for me than what it would be like to do the Half Dome cable sure. walk or Angel's Landing where some, you know, what happened to you could happen to me. So that's where I'm able to sometimes get over the, the acrophobia We had a pretty thorough safety demonstration as we waited for everyone to gear up. We were essentially in climbing harnesses with a leash that would hook to a track system, which would keep us tethered to the bridge. Once we'd geared up and loaded up into a small van, kind of like school bus, this drove us up to the parking lot at the visitor center. We were essentially going to enter under the bridge in the area that Brian, Tino, Dusty, and I first viewed it months ago. So it was a very similar path to what we had taken earlier. The path down to the entrance of the bridge, while not as slick, was still definitely really steep. 
Brad helped Grandma Joy arm in arm the entire way down. We walked across this giant gangplank to underneath the bridge, and our guide Paul unlocked the gate, and underneath the bridge we went. He said, who wants to go first? I said, I will. Don't worry about it. (laughs) If I fall off, so maybe that people will grab me. (laughs) How did you feel as you took off from the beginning? Oh, I thought it was going to be fun. Had yeah. confidence in all them cables around us. I don't yeah. know how in the world. <laughs> I did too for a little while. <laughs> yeah. Initially, this still felt pretty safe, as the underpass of the bridge was still relatively close to the earth below us. There was sort of a wide platform we started on, which allowed our guides to explain how we would be crossing. There was a central catwalk that we were going to walk on that had railings on both sides. Above us, there was some tension wire that had these tracks on them with a carabiner attached. Periodically, across the bridge, there were posts that dropped down that the tension wire was tethered to. These track systems were able to pass through these posts and continue without being unhooked. Which I think gave us a lot of pause for like relief. I was like, how are we going to do this? Because it was a weird system. It was. But it was cool, like how they made it work. And obviously they used this technology in other spaces. It was very fascinating Mm -hmm. to watch because it's sort of like a carabiner that would turn and it would like unclick from one thing and then click in and lock into something else. Right. Well, it was, yeah, it was like wheels like on like a tracking. And so they made it so that like it was still attached to the wire, but then it could pass through the thing that it was tethered to. Exactly. Yeah, it was great. It sure was windy up there. I'll tell you that. Uh, and it's really, you don't imagine how far yeah. it is till you look down there and there's all these little people walking around here about two inches tall. <laughs> Man. Yes. yes. They've got yeah. you all strapped yeah. in and you've got uh, cables fastened up. And But you remember at one point, who was, someone's cable was not completely, like the uh, carabiner was not completely closed. closed. We were a good like, halfway across the bridge when yes. we realized this. It wasn't mine. It was someone, it was somebody's up front because I was sort of in the the back. It had been yours, Dustin. That would have been like (laughs) Angel's Landing (laughs) Part 2. I just remember looking across the bridge span and feeling like it was an endless tunnel. Well, I definitely felt comfortable, but I was not completely loving life. How about you? Okay, to describe what I was feeling, it was uncomfortable. There was definitely fear happening. I was also feeling dread. Dread to me in my body feels like it feels like um like I'm powering through like this sort of like viscous liquid. The only way I can describe it. And so that's sort of what I was in at that point in time. I was in dread and I was just going like, all right, I've got the handlebars. <laughs> my feet are on something that is not that wide. But here we go. Mm-hmm. I do remember looking out and seeing just this beautiful expanse around us and and really truly being wowed. There was definitely nervousness on my part. Like, I'm not going to let Dusty just feel like he was the most nervous boy in West Virginia because <laughs> I definitely had some angst too. But I, I really do feel like it was such a beautiful experience and to be up this high and to see it, it was incredible. I think you just looked at the back of my head. That that was like sort of what you told me. You're like, I'm just going to stare right at the back of your head. I did do that. Yeah. I did mm-hmm. that a lot. I do want to say there were times that I looked down. Mm-hmm. I did look down. But I couldn't just hang out and look down. Like I could look down and then I could come back up. And then I had to just, you know, focus on one thing. After a little while walking, Paul pointed out some access points to the bridge and explained that this system was originally in place, the system that we were on, Mm -hmm. the system that we were walking on, to allow for maintenance work. So Paul went ahead and unhooked himself to show us how to access this. And this filled me with absolute terror. No. All of us. All. (laughs) (laughs) What scared me the most on the bridge walk was then that man climbed over there without anything on. I thought, holy cow. Oh, yeah. He's going to do that once too often. I could not. I truly could not handle that. (laughs) Anybody climb over there. (sighs) But yeah, Um, that, that, that really, that was something I think I blocked out for a long time. That that happened. One of the reasons that I'm terrified of heights is from uh, the opening scene of Cliffhanger <laughs> when I was a little boy, and I've never got it was it that that got me more than anything 
in any horror movie I've ever seen. That ruined me for any kind of height-related outdoor activity. And so when he stepped over the barricade, that was what I thought of. And I get, I'm like, I have a physical reaction in my body, right? Like a biochemical surge of all the icky adrenaline biochemicals. And I'm sick. Seriously, I feel sick thinking about him doing that. Because yes, it would be yes. just as traumatic for me to watch somebody else fall to their death right. as it would be, I think, for me to... Obviously. Yes. The trauma, indeed. There was a platform, right, that was perpendicular to the bridge. Stepped onto so he could look back at us from a different angle. I just remember looking at you. Every time something was a little awry, <laughs> for whatever reason, you and I were just like... <laughs> locked, locked eyes. Locked yeah. eyes. Like, can you believe this? Can you believe... Uh, I was like, no need, no I, need, no need. It is a great photo, though. I'm Everybody has their arms like that, like, extended out like... Yeah. Winslet, except for you, yeah. Dusty. <laughs> there were these moments where we would stop and take it all in. And this definitely didn't sit well with me initially. Um, though the further we got along, it did get a little bit easier. But uh, at first I was like, why are we stopping? Like, I was ready to just... Zip through. Like, attach the carabiner, walk right across in about five minutes and then be done. Which it would never have been five minutes. No, it would not have been five minutes. It would have been like, uh, I mean, probably at least 20 20 minutes, half an hour or something like that. But I was just ready to go. But Mm -hmm. the point is to take in everything. Right. And so (laughs) much to your chagrin, we were stopping and we were looking and we were right. All of that stuff. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It seemed like it was a way of a long time. It seemed like at least a half hour longer. Yeah, I, I, how long was it? Was it an hour? I think it was like 45 minutes to an hour. And I think we were all very concerned that we would have to turn back around at the mid. Like, oh, okay, you're going across and then you actually have to come back. That's how we're going to do it. But no, it, it felt like, it did feel like a long bit of forever. I mean, everything is like, I connected to other experiences we've had. And it was, um, you know, going up, uh, when we drove going to the Sun Road. And I'm driving and I'm having my moment of... You know, let's oh, let's just not scary. let's not fall off the cliff, Grandma Joy. Are we one millimeter from falling to our death or two? Um, please tell <laughs> me that your eyes work better than your your ears. And she would be like, you know, and I I just need a little bit of warm, you know, a little bit of hot cocoa, a little bit of love, a little <laughs> bit of support. And she'll look over there. Oh man, if you fell off here, you would be flatter than a pancake. <laughs> look at those look looks like little ants down there. And I'm like. <laughs> No. Oh. no, 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 that is not what I, that's not what I want to hear right now. And so that's what she, I think she said that this people, I'm mean, she'll just put her head over the bridge. Those people look like ants. So it's like, <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. Or not the ants, the cars look like ants. But it just, it just reminds me of, I mean, this is just like the one thing that, that always leads to a little bit, like it should be fun, but it's, it's always like, it's more fun talking about it in retrospect than it actually was at the moment. Because at the moment... I'm like... We were supposed to be on a bus to do that some way. We got- yeah, we were going to take a shuttle, and I'm already going up. I was trying to find the shuttle to take us up going to the Sun Road, and then I found out for the way they were already on it. I was like, well, I kind of thought so, because this didn't feel very good to me. Um, and so there wasn't no turning around. Once we was on there, we had to go frontward, that's it. And the same thing when you're on the bridge walk. I mean, you're you're not turning around at that point. You're... You're no. part of a group that's moving in one direction. There were people coming down the the uh, rapids. Oh, that's right. They were in kayak. Yeah, those little inflatable that's, rafts. And they were doing... That was scary. Yeah, there was someone that flipped, right? Yeah, they were just flipping we, on purpose. Yeah, we had that moment where we all sort of were like... I think they stopped us to, to take a look. Because it was fascinating to watch from that height. Those The people on the rapids. You know, I was just thinking, you know, this is our newest national park. I guess because it was the end of our journey... Or, or near the end of our whole journey, you know, we wouldn't have been there had they not changed the status to NP, National Park. I, I, I just realized, like, we really are in one of the most beautiful places on the East Coast. And I'm so glad that this is a national park. That's what I was feeling looking down at, at that beautiful gorge in the water. And it does, it does offer, it's not, you're right, it's not for, for everybody necessarily, the, the, the class four rapids and that kind of thing. But it is, um, it is a park that has its own unique place within the greater system. And it is, a, it's, it's, it's beautiful. We were trying to see fall colors, right? And we, and it was a, right. a very late fall last year. 
I think Paul was like, yeah, the amount of people that have complained that have been here that are like, I can't believe the fall colors aren't out. He's like, I have no control (laughs) over this. I just remember him being like, there's been so much complaint that it's not more fall colors right now. Yeah, I have to say like seeing the river from above from like an aerial perspective, like a direct aerial perspective was so different from seeing it like at Grandview. Like, does that did that feel kind of very similar to you? Because Grandview, you get such a beautiful kind of sweeping panorama. This was special in a very different kind of way. Yeah, and, and that's what I don't think people understand. You can, from the visitor center, you can walk down uh, the steps, that boardwalk to, um, to an overview there. There was the trail that we did. There's some other trails that I know that we've all done where you get different views of of the gorge but it looks completely different depending on your vantage point and i'm not sure that you can get it quite the way we did from the bridge and so that's why i would say it's a must do because i thought the views were um i think they i think it lived up to what i hoped it would even if i was a little bit what was really scary when i seen that kayak turn over i thought what if they don't get back up but they were doing it on purpose they know what they're doing This is the way some people are wired. Joy, did you have any fear when we were up there? Because it seems like you you didn't. You were sort of just... No, heights don't bother me, you know. What are you afraid of? I I don't like snakes. (laughs) You and Dusty, good company. I remember getting to the other side of the river. We can start to see the ground rise up closer and closer to the bulkhead, and we knew that we were getting to a point that we were close to the finish. I do remember, like, looking far down, mm-hmm. and because the bridge d- is on a bit of a curve, yeah. not being able to see the other end, yeah. it was it was like the curve of the earth. Mm-hmm. Like, we, I could see I don't beyond. know what you're talking about. The earth is flat. <laughs> 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 welcome, Jokes. <laughs> welcome to my fake flat earth podcast about idiots. <laughs> right. We could finally see the bulkhead on the other side pretty clearly at this point. Uh, and as we got to the end, Paul and the other guides started to unclip everybody from the carabiners. How did you feel in that moment? Like as we were, knew that we were finishing? There was like a mix of there was relief. There was also, okay, did it. All right. It wasn't uh, sort of like, oh my God. It was more of like, there was a little bit of not as bad as I thought it was going to be. Also, that was uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. Also, I don't think I would care to do it again. Yeah. I think that's how I was feeling. I think that's just because like, I do significantly have like a fear of ledges. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's definitely an experience I don't think either of us are going to forget. No. For so many reasons, but... Mostly because we got to share it with Brad and Grandma Joy and, and, and the crew everyone, of people. That was the thing that got me through it. Yeah. I was like, this crew of people feels like family. Mm-hmm. Everybody feels wonderful. Mm-hmm. And like, I don't feel like, um, like I volunteer to do this. Had I said, you know what? This is too much for me. Nobody would have, like, it yeah. been, there would have been no be like, issue we'll see with you in like Of course, we'll minutes. see you in a few. Yeah, an hour. It, not an issue. I didn't feel any pressure and I didn't feel any... Uh, and I just felt embraced. Mm-hmm. So it, that is the thing that made it easier. Mm-hmm. I couldn't do that in mixed company. No. You know what I mean? No. It's not... I mean, it, it, it is worth it for the views. It was a fun daredevil kind of experience. But the truth is, I would recommend that people do it because the views were very special. Every time I push myself, I, I'm glad I did it. I, I don't think I've ever... Even the skydiving and all that. Like, But I don't want to do it again. It's a one and done. I love to tell the tale. Feel, especially the older I get... I just don't like I just don't want to kiss a crocodile on the the snoot anymore. <laughs> I want to I want to I want to be her age one day. I want to be doing what she's doing. I don't need to be Then you don't give a whack cuz you think, well, might do it or not. Well, that's true. I mean, yeah, she's she always says that like, you know, this is a better way to go than crocheting and watching let's make a deal and just keeling over in your your right. chair. At any rate, but I but unnecessary risk is sort of where I you know, I I feel I find myself drifting away from some of the things that I would have done in my, and some of the things I did do in my, my 20s and 30s. Now I'm like, mm, I think I'm just going to drive down Skyline Drive. <laughs> okay, so we're going to put the bridge walk on the Karen Stone scale, which mm. is really interesting mm. because it's not a trail, but it is a walk. To remember. <laughs> <laughs> it certainly is that. <laughs> Okay. I like how that title could either be sweet or like a horror film. A Walk to Remember. Yeah. To Remember. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or I feel like if it were a horror film, it would be A Walk to Regret mm. or something like that. 
Okay, what's the criteria here? It's a great question. I'm going to say it's probably, for me, I have a number and it's a five. Okay. Um, and that is not from difficulty of the experience because it is a relatively, quote unquote, flat walking it's experience. It's entirely flat. It is more from the experience of this is a lot and not everybody can or should do this. But I do feel like a lot of people can do it. Like, I don't think it's the most restrictive thing. True. Yeah. I'm going to pull my number based on like my where it lands on my fear scale. Sure. And I am going to put it actually at a six. Okay. Because I do feel like there were times uh, Angel's Landing felt way scarier than this. Moro Rock felt scarier than this. There was more fear in both of those times. So I'm saying a six. Okay. So 11 out of 20 Karen Stones. The sources for today's episode include the National Park Service officialbridgeday.com, and the West Virginia Department of Transportation. And now let's end with some Jeopardy-style trivia. Dusty, why don't you start us off? All right, so the title of this trivia is called The Bridge to Terra Bithia. And I was inspired by the name Terra Bithia Mm -hmm. because I'm bringing this category of Jeopardy back which we have, I think we've written this category before games that we've played at parties. Uh-huh. I don't know that we've ever done it here. Okay. Which may be hmm. untrue. Okay. Well, I think we've done it here once or twice. Okay. So it's a name that drag queen category. Oh, great. And these are all inspired by transportation. Lovely. They are transportation inspired names. Great. So I'm going to describe the queen for you. You just have to give me the drag name. Great. All of them <laughs> are punny. Great. Here we go for 100. This queen sports an orange cone glam look. Her first name sounds like a Seinfeld character, and her full name sounds like what happens when it gets bumper to bumper with cars on the exit ramp. So it's, I'm like, is it a lane change? Is it a lane um, merge? Bumper to bumper. When it gets bumper to bumper, what do we collectively call that? A traffic jam? A lane traffic jam? Elena Traffic. Elena Traffic. Oh, Elena Traffic. <laughs> Elena Traffic. There we go. Mm-hmm. For 200. Elena Traffic Jam. This queen is the leader of the pack. She sports a white passenger look and has a fleet of drag queens following behind her as she is behind the wheel. Armada? Sorta? But when it's traveling down a road, it's a... Caravan. Who is Caravan? Right. We we could go go Caravan or Caravan Driver. Cara. (laughs) Cara. For 300. This queen does an entire number with mirrors because it's all about her. And her namesake comes from the name of these car registration implements if personalized. Oh, who is um, Vanity Plate? That is correct. Or Mm -hmm. Vanity Plates. Mm -hmm. Yes. Correct. For 400, this queen's signature look is dripping in petals, especially since her first name is the French word for flower, and her last name is the term for a paint finish, and references a part of the car close to one's feet. What is floor decor? No, what is, <laughs> we were looking for floor mat. Floor mat, okay. Mat, like the paint finish. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And for 500, This queen's signature look is made of sheer because everyone can see right through it. Her first name is also the boy name of the environmental activist drag queen Patagonia, and her last name is what an army might use in combat to protect themselves from oncoming fire. (laughs) What is windshield? That is correct. Or windshields. That's right. And that is the Bridge, bridge to, to Terra, Terra Bithia. Bithia. Well, my Jeopardy... Lovely. Thank you. I always enjoy a good drag trivia. Mine is titled Obsolete But Not Forgotten. About... And this is all about... Um, the, the Tiny Little Bridge. The Tiny Little Bridge. That was rehabilitated. Obsolete But Not Forgotten. Great. So this is all technology that has been made obsolete by something else. You need to name the obsolete technology. Does that make sense? Ah, uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. These booths and storefronts, while no longer much of a thing, once made the anticipation of seeing your vacation photos minimal. With the advent of digital cameras and smartphones, they've since been replaced. What is the, like, 
like the photo center at Walgreens. Yeah, but if you've had like a very fast turnaround for these photos in a very quick amount of time. Oh, what is one hour photo? Right, exactly. The movie. I could have given you with, Robin, um, yeah. Robin Williams. Right. Uh-huh. For 200 before downloads and bigger and more powerful processors in memory, these plastic quote-unquote plugins, one square and the other circular, were what allowed programs to run on your computer. I'm looking for two obsolete technologies. What is uh, a floppy disk uh-huh. and what is a CD-ROM? That's correct. Great. Remember floppy disks when they were like actually floppy? Mm-hmm. The big ones, mm-hmm. and then they became smaller, and they were a lot stiffer. <laughs> Let's go on to the next question. For three hundred, these handy guides, while still usable and also very charming, have since lost their footing. Since so many apps can tell you where to turn now and how much distance is left on your journey in a split second. What is an atlas? Yeah, or in a map or a road map. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, for four hundred. This original portable music player was superseded on two to three occasions due to leaps in technology. What is the iPod? Original music, portable music player. Oh, what is the uh, Walkman? That's correct. Or walk person. (laughs) And for 500, while you might still want to watch your third grade musical or ninth birthday party on one of these, chances are all your screen time comes from streaming services and, quote, Sally throws up from joy at a seventh birthday party usually isn't a title they carry unless it's YouTube. What is a blockbuster or a, or a VHS? That's correct. A VHS. What is a VHS too? Okay, great. A and VHS that's obsolete, too. but not forgotten. This has been Gaze at the National Parks, the podcast. And we're here to remind you to hike early and hike often, and that adventure is always out there. Gaze at the National Parks was created and is hosted by us, Dustin Ballard, and Michael Ryan. To see images from this episode, follow our Instagram at Gaze at the National Parks. To contact us, email us at gaze at the National Parks at gmail.com. To find out more about the parks visited on this show, visit our website, gaze at the National Parks.com. That's Gaze, G A Z E. All original artwork featured on Instagram, on our website, and in the gay shop is by me, Michael Ryan. All original music was written by Dave Seaman and performed by Dave Seaman, Mariella Klinger, and Sean Sklios. Our music producer is Skylar Fortgang. This episode was edited by me, Dustin Ballard. We would also like to acknowledge that while recording this episode that we were on the traditional and stolen lands of the Lenape people, also known as Middlesex County, New Jersey. 